Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Beautiful Ashley Castillo, I just see a, see a new, new touch of heaven on your life. You look, you look like you're getting ready to go to the Barbie movie, but actually you look like Barbie. There's a, there's, there's a facade that you know, we associate with Barbie that like, you know, the, like the exterior on their outside might look perfect, but what, what's going on, on the inside is like all messed up and, and crazy. And, and somebody might have spoken that over your life before, but you have a new mantle on your life now. You are a daughter of the Most High God. It doesn't matter what anybody else has spoken over you in the past, your future is bright. Just like the smile on your face, just like the, the spirit that you carry now, there's a new anointing, a new covering over you. God, I thank you for your beautiful daughter. I thank you for the family. I thank you that your, your best days are ahead of them, not behind them. I thank you for increase in favor over all their children, and not just, not just their children, but I just see spiritual sons and daughters, like people that are coming into their world, they're going to look at their life and like, how can, how can you be so blessed? How can you be so favored? And, and the, the, the secret is that you continue to walk with God. Every single day you walk with God, the relationship with God, the connection with God. I thank you for the future that is ahead of them. I thank you for the spirit on the inside of her is even more beautiful than what you see on the exterior. God, I thank you for giving her wisdom, giving her new understanding, a new, a new lease on life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So beautiful. So beautiful. Great job, babe. Love being up here with you. All right, we've got these people standing, so let's hurry up. So we're going to be doing a, th a Connect 3x10 today. And so we're going to introduce all of them to you first. And I love this because we get to hear from people in this church. It could be you next year. Wow, <laughs> come on. Here. And get we get ready. to hear their heart, why Connect has changed their lives. And I'm just so excited. I love these days. That's right. That's right. So up first, so we're going to introduce them all, and they're going to come rapid fire. We have a good friend of ours who is actually in our first Connect group. Amazing Alan Walter, the bright, shining light, smiling face. He's a great leader, and, um, and he, is a, he is passionate about everything that he does. If you've ever spent five win minutes with him, that you know that he's a passionate, he's a captivating, he's an engaging guy. Yes. And right after him, another AW, we have the <laughs> legend Adam Weaver. Come on! Mighty man of God. I love him. His beautiful wife, Jen. When I think about Adam, the word that comes to mind is excellence. Excellence in everything that he does. He is meticulous. He is meticulous about doing things the right way every single time. So we're excited to hear from him as well. And last but not least, um, a beautiful lady that you usually see seen up here on Wednesday night. So Sherry Houston's going to be coming up to share. And what I love about Sherry is, is her devotion to God, that, that she is constantly seeking after him. And when she sings and when she ministers, it's from a deep well that yes. she has dug. And you know that she has spent time with God in that quiet place. And out of that comes the overflows. So I'm just so excited to hear you share tonight. Love you, friend. It's going right. to be great. That's right. So put your hands together. Help me welcome up Alan Walter as he comes to kick things off. Hey, thank you, thank you. 
Hey, you guys could be seated. Appreciate that. Hey, you know, it's actually back in 2007, Pastor Lisa invited me to uh, C3 at the time, and I went one time to the that campus at the middle school, and uh, and I wish that I had kept coming back. I like I was plugged in at another church, really super involved, and it was a good church. It was like had a good like if it was an In and Out, it would have been a hamburger, but like maybe it would have had the cheese, and that's about it. And I like when I stepped into Awaken five years ago, like five, about five years ago. It's like, wow, this is, I, I didn't know you could order animal style. Yeah, so it's like, let's go, come on, yeah. Yeah, so it's great. And you know what the secret really was? It was just the Holy Spirit. Like, uh, you know, all the churches I'd been to in the past is you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And like, well, that was about it. That's, the, that's as much as the Holy Spirit was invited in. And, you know, here at Awaken, we just invite the Holy Spirit into every area of life. And, and I love it. Um, Connect is actually one of the areas that we always make sure to pray. We always make sure to invite the Holy Spirit in. And it's really at a place in Connect and DNA where you get to get plugged into the church and where at men's prayer too. Pastor Michael told me once when I first started coming here, he said men's prayer was a place where I really grew the most spiritually. And I thought, oh man, like I came from a Baptist church. I was like so afraid we were going to be sitting around a table and I was just going to like have donuts in the middle and bow your heads to pray and I was going to fall asleep. But it's no, it was nothing at all like that. Like it's active. Like we we're actively praying with power. And the first time I heard somebody praying in tongues, I think it was Pastor Jake. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, hey, you know, like I know this is like a thing, but from my Baptist roots, so it freaked me out a little bit. So I had to like really step into like, well, let me see what the Bible says about it. And it's like, oh, it's all there. So, uh, so I want to, I want to, uh, like, it's in it. I don't know. I, like, I read it before. I just, like, skipped over it really fast. Uh, but I want to really thank, you know, Pastor Lisa and Michael for inviting Emily and I to Twisted. And it, that really opened our spiritual eyes up to something that we had experienced in our lives, but we weren't equipped from where we were at in what to do about it. And, uh, and that really launched us into a whole deeper relationship with, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. So, so thank you, guys. They're some of the most people that walk with the most integrity and righteousness. Even before we were here, I would sometimes call Pastor Michael and just ask him for his advice. Like, I got this like quandary, moral quandary in life. And, you know, he always would steer me right. And so uh, he's an amazing person to, to lead with that. And, and Pastor Lisa's like, no nonsense. Like, you might bring a question to her and she'd say, like, why would you do that? You know, so it's... <laughs> You know, it's like, why would you do that? Like, the, the, the right answer is so obvious. Just do the right answer. You know, it's, things are just so clear cut. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, it's so great. So I uh, love you guys, and thank you so much. Um, so I want to share the Bible verse uh, to, to start this off. And, and I think I'll show it behind me, but I, I got it on my phone just in case. So um, here we go. So it's from 1 Corinthians 14. Let love be your highest goal, but... You should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives you, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability, and then it says some stuff about speaking in tongues, which is really good. And then he says, but, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. And it was really in a connect group and in men's prayer where I was challenged to have people speak over my life and for me to begin to learn what does that mean and what does that look like. My only understanding of prophecy before was you know, in the Old Testament, they would decree judgment on Israel, and I was like, oh, that doesn't, you know, and it's, that's not at all like what we're in now in the new covenant of Jesus' freedom and victory. So, but it was at Connect Group where I really got a chance to practice what that meant. 
And, and people like Pastor Jake and, and Scott Isaacs and Joel McGinty and Pastor Michael were instrumental in helping me to develop and understand um, what that meant. So uh, one time I was getting into this and I'm like, okay, now I'm walking with the Holy Spirit closer, but I want to learn how to hear God for other people to bring encouragement and comfort to them. And so I, uh, I was in the Pathfinder apprenticeship at the time and we had... Uh, Tracy Armstrong was speaking to our group, and I knew like he like walks in that really strongly. And so I went up to him afterwards, and I said, "Hey, I'm tr- I'm learning. I want to practice hearing from God more." And he said, "Make a list of ten people and just pray for them like every day. And then like when you get something and you feel like, oh, that's solid, then you know message it to them or 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 call them." And so I'm like, "Okay, I'll make a list. Where am I going to get this list?" So I I went onto Facebook, which was my main social media at the time. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm practicing hearing from God. If you want me to pray for you, then, then put your name on the list. And I got a name of, I got 40 people on my list. I was like, oh boy, 40 people. That took me all summer. Like literally the, the whole summer, the whole summer. And sometimes God, sometimes I wouldn't even look at my list anymore. I'd just like, all right, God, who are we praying for today? And I'd get a name and then I'd get something for him and I'd send it to him and then I'd go to cross them off my list and they weren't even on my list. Yeah, so... Yeah, so God surprises you sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's a timely word that the person needed to hear, so, um, so that was really great. Um, and then it was in a connect group with, uh, with, with Joel, and I would run things by him a lot, because he was like a step ahead of me in this, and I'd say like, hey, this is, you know, help me walk this out. And it was really talking to people like that in connect group that really allowed me to, like, to have the freedom to experiment with what is this hearing from God. And at first, it was like I'd just get like a simple picture. And sometimes like a simple picture, like a, like a vision, is like, oh, that's easy to dismiss. Uh, it's the movie I saw last night, or it's, you know, something I read in the paper, or, you know, it can be easy to dismiss. But, you know, it's really when I would talk to these other people in my connect group, they would help me walk out like, no, just like think about that a little bit more. If it seems like it's sticking to it and it keeps coming back to you, then speak that out over the person. If it's encouraging, if it's comforting, if it's uplifting and edifying them, you know, then you're not going to, you're basically not going to go wrong. Then it's kind of up to them to say like, okay, God, like, you know, Alan told me this. He said he heard it from you. You know, what's, what's this all about? And, and it's up to them. And a lot of times it, it really lands. One of my first most memorable times, I was at this conference and it was like 500 Christian businessmen in, in Florida and uh, there was a pastor speaking, and he had just said this that morning that his mom had just died. And then he went up and he preached on forgiveness and something else. And while we were praying, I, and I was kind of like new into this, learning the prophetic thing. And while we were praying, I just heard from heaven, like, son, I'm proud of you. And I was thinking, like, why? I looked around the room, and i like, uh, it's not for that guy. No, it definitely seems like it's for the pastor guy up there talking. And I'm like, okay, but I dismissed it. Like, no, that seems, of course he knows his mom was proud of him. You know, he's made a lot of great choices in his life and done a lot of great things. So I, uh, I just dismissed it. And then it came to me like three more times. And I'm like, oh, all right, God. Uh, like, I will tell the guy, but you have to make the moment happen. Like, I'm not just going to go up to him. And so, uh, so I like having this, like, you know, making these terms with God. Like, all right, I'll do it if you, like, make it happen. And uh, I'm really getting really nervous now, which I think that's also sometimes a sign from the Holy Spirit. Heart starts to race a little bit. You know, it's like a sign like, yeah, you're kind of on the right path. Because God's not leading you out into the comfortable waters. God's not leading you out into the things that are, that are the easy things that just anybody can do. Like if you want to add the power of God onto something, 
Like, you need to, he's taking you out of where you came from. So, feeling a little beating in my heart. Finally, there's a, a moment of communion. All throughout this huge conference center, there's all the corners have communion stations, but there's one in the front where the guy's on the stage. And I thought, okay, God, I'll take a step in your direction. So I go stand in the line, and I'm in, in but he's on stage. Like, I, they're gonna, security's gonna tackle me if I try to get on stage. <laughs> So the, uh, uh, I, I'm like, God, you gotta, I'm, I'm closer. You got to make it happen. Well, one person in front of me goes, and the guy gets down off the stage. I'm like, all right, the moment's here. Like, it's going to happen. And so I whisper it to him, like, hey, I'm practicing hearing from God, you know, and this might sound weird, but, and he was, like, accepting of it. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I just heard, like, your mom saying, I'm proud of you, son. And his immediate reaction was, I've been waiting to hear that. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, like. I don't know why you've been waiting here, but you've been waiting here. And then he just, he hugged me, and he, like, cried on my shoulder. You know, his mom did just die that day. So he cried on my shoulder for, like, a minute, and it was, like, a really special moment. And I think that was a way that God used, you know, a prophetic word to bring encouragement and comfort into a time when he really needed it. And so that's really the, the secret of the prophetic is it's not about you. It's about connecting to God. It's about allowing to bring other people into that same connection so that they can connect too. So um, I'd love to, uh, to pray for us today. Because so I think there's people here that you might also feel like God is calling you into deeper waters. You might feel that there's, there's something that God has on your life. And sometimes it can be easy to dismiss. And it's really when you sort of step and start to ask the questions, God, what's your heart for this person in my connect group? What's your heart for them? And go to connect group and go to men's prayer. Go to DNA. And get, plug, get plugged in. Get plugged into places where you can practice this kind of thing and walk it out. And, and, and I used to have a, a note that I would keep notes on in a Google Doc. And it's now 32 pages long of prophetic words that either I've received or I've given. It's, yeah, so um, if you're somebody that's here today and you feel like God is, is calling you into something deeper, just sort of just, you know, close your eyes and receive this. So, Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are calling us deeper. I thank you that every person that wants to have a deeper relationship with you, that wants to hear your voice more clearly, that you ignite a hunger in their spirit to connect with you, God, to hear your voice, not only for themselves, but for other people, to bring encouragement and hope and comfort. And I thank you so much for your life. I thank you that you're calling people deeper, and I thank you, God, that you have a plan for every person's life here today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'd love to welcome up next the amazing Adam Weaver. Adam is so great. Adam is like this, this machine gun that God's been assembling for a long time, and then it's like in one of these top secret movies where the guy just puts it together in like 10 seconds and is like, we're ready to go to war now. So, welcome up, Alan. Thanks, brother. Um, come on, come on. Oh, I love you guys. Wow. Alan, I got lost in your story and totally forgot mine. Wonderful testimony. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to start by showcasing that miracles still take place because the very fact that I am standing on this stage about to share a testimony about following Jesus and doing community with people is irrefutable evidence that our God is a wonder-working God and he still does miracles today. And I have friends and family in the crowd that can attest to what a miracle this is. I'd like to start by honoring 
Pastor Michael and Pastor Lisa, thank you for intentionally creating space where discipleship is so apparent and important. Thank you for leading us in vulnerability, in courage, and in grace. And I'd like to lift up the Bowmans. Thank you for shepherding the Connect ministry so well. Thank you for the words of encouragement and inspiration to be able to come up, get uncomfortable, and share our testimonies. And I would be remiss if I didn't honor my beautiful bride. That, by the way, just did an incredible job facilitating and sharing in DNA. I am proud of you. I love you and I cherish you. Thank you for finding the gold in me when I never found it in myself. I need you and I want you. And I look forward to what God's going to continue to do both in and through us for the rest of our lives. So what's interesting about the timing of when I was asked to share this testimony is I just so happened to be standing in the living room of our awesome Connect coaches, the Walters, surrounded by amazing Connect leaders. And the reason why the timing was important is my instantaneous response was yes, with an exclamation point, because I'm so excited and energized to share my testimony about how God has moved in my life. I hope so many of you are as well. I think it's one of the most important things that we could do, showcase how God is showing up for us. But immediately after that, I started to hear things like, nobody wants to hear my testimony. Why should I even share it? I'm going to embarrass myself. They're never going to let me do this again. <laughs> I started to feel things like fear, stress, anxiety, nervousness. Pastor Lisa, thank you for the word on Wednesday night. I know now that I was directly facing the spirit of intimidation. So instantly after that, I was poured into with words of encouragement, with support, with coaching and counseling. See, if you find yourself in a situation like I found myself and you need to borrow a little bit of faith from people, that is okay and by the way, the point of doing community and connecting with other people. If I think about my large testimony, it has to start with the fact that I spent the majority of my life as a non-believer. I was blessed enough to be welcomed into a family that had all previously been saved. And I believe through grace and a whole lot of prayer, they were expectant for my salvation. By the way, sorry it took so long, but here we are. <laughs> Appreciate the patience. It's interesting because if I could think about the decisions that I was making before I was saved were actually to disconnect from people. My wife and I bought our first home in Harbison Canyon Crest area, which was pretty far from all our friends and family. Fast forward, we purchased our next home in Alpine, just a little further away. So funny, by the way, how God moves in your life, even when you don't know it, by the way. And I think that he had a, a kind of a funny way of placing us exactly where he wanted us to be. And then we bought land in Montana, and we were going to build a cabin and literally be surrounded by no one. I'm talking no one around us at all. And what's interesting to think about is moments in my life have really start, started to help me understand the importance of doing community. It wasn't that long ago that my wife was under pretty significant spiritual attack. And we're under some right now that has a tendency of happening when you're leveling up, by the way. Prepare yourselves. And I knew that I needed to do something. I just didn't know exactly what I was going to do. So guess what I did? Asked for help. I reached out to our Connect leaders, the people we're doing life with. I went to men's prayer to armor up and prepare myself to be able to handle the situation. So I was able to go to my house and kick in my front door 
metaphorically, by the way. I actually kind of opened it quietly because the dogs were sleeping. But I, I was preparing myself to go to battle, but I knew that I wasn't going to battle alone. See, I don't know about you, but it seems like a terrible strategy in either the natural or the supernatural to go to battle alone. Why would you? So I was able to shield up, hold my double-edged sword of his written word, and go do work, but I knew that I had an army of warriors doing the same work with me simultaneously. Come on. So I had the courage to be able to address that situation, to be able to rebuke whatever it was that was hovering over her life, anoint our home with oil, and clear that space in Jesus' name. Come on. One of the things that really resonated with me was if we went and did life with no one, if we were surrounded by no one, we still would have been under spiritual attacks. I just would have been less equipped to be able to handle the situation. One of the things that we like to discuss is connecting to community and to purpose, to be known, wanted, loved, and needed. Ladies and gentlemen, it's difficult for you to do that if you're alone. If you find yourself in a situation like I have in the past, not fully knowing what my purpose actually was, I could guarantee you this much. If you surround yourself by people that intentionally level you up, encourage, support, guide, and mentor you, by the way, also hold difficult conversations and correct you because sometimes those uncomfortable conversations are equally as important as the latter. I guarantee you that you're gonna start to unlock your purpose. There's so many Bible teachings that help us to understand the importance of doing community. Jesus encourages his disciples, by the way, that's also us, to do God's work in Christian community, loving, serving, and encouraging one another. There's a lot of Bible verses that are brilliant, but this one in particular really stood out to me. It's Ecclesiastes 4, verse 10, and the NIV says this, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not designed to do life alone. Right. In closing, if I can encourage and inspire anyone, if you find yourself right now in a place where you are coming to church on a Sunday, maybe even a Wednesday, but you're checking the box and you're not doing life with people, fellowship and community and connecting with people on a deeper, deeper level, both here and outside of here. I encourage us to stand out of agreement with that spirit of religion and into agreement with what God's purpose and plan is for you, which is to surround yourself with people that are going to go to battle both with and for you. Come on. I'd like to just quickly close my message with prayer and then introduce the next speaker. Heavenly Father, thank you for the atmosphere that you've created here today. Thank you for letting us know that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not below. And thank you for intentionally designing and creating us to be able to do life with other people as we prepare ourselves for battle, Father. Thank you for the future works that are ahead of us. Thank you for the works that you have already done. We praise you and we worship you, Abba Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right. Miss Sherry, Sherry Houston is an absolute champion.
both behind the microphone and in the marketplace. What an absolute honor. Hello, hello, hello. The time has come. Here I am. <laughs> Happy Connect Sunday, everyone. What an amazing opportunity to hear everyone's testimonies. No one can deny a testimony. And you know what I loved about having this, um, having to do this, getting to do this, was it's good to remember what has happened and how, how transformations happen, how good God's been in your life. So I know for some of you, this might just be the start of a transformational season. So I want to start by honoring Pastors Jurgen and Leanne and thanking them for their hearts, for their people here at this church, and for supporting and encouraging the Connect structure. I truly believe it's the heartbeat of our church. And I want to thank and honor Pastors Michael and Lisa for your hearts as well, for the people of El Cajon, and for Pastor Lisa for telling Jesse and I four and a half years ago that we are going to be leading our own Connect group soon. And we have been Connect group leaders for, there you are, <laughs> uh, for about four and a half years now, and it's been awesome. So for me, Connect group equals family, and family means a sense of belonging. Many of you probably know people um, in San Diego are often not from San Diego. There's not a lot of natives that you run into, and that means probably a lot of people here don't have family. They don't have friends. And how many of you know it can be really hard to connect and make connections? I am actually from Oregon. Um, I'm not a native here, but my husband, Jesse, is born and raised right here in El Cajon, went to Granite Hills High School and the whole shebang. So, but we both left for college to Seattle, and we met up there, and we, um, uh, we got married up there, and we lived up there for about seven, eight years. And then we came to a point where we knew it was time to get our first house, and we wanted to start having kids, and we knew that meant we wanted to live right next to family. So we had a tough choice to make. It was either going to be Oregon, where my family is, or San Diego. And we ended up picking San Diego, but uh, we picked it for many, many different reasons. We had all sorts of crazy confirmations that we were supposed to go to San Diego. And I just felt like in my heart, in my spirit, I knew we were supposed to be in San Diego, but I didn't know why at the time. And I also knew that going to San Diego would mean I'm leaving the Pacific Northwest for the first time. And I had two little sisters still at home, and that would mean life would be different. I wouldn't be able to do life with them anymore. So it was really, really hard, but I knew we were supposed to go. So we did. We moved to San Diego, and within the first couple of years, we bought our first house. We had our first baby. We got plugged into church, and Jesse's family's here, and they're great, but I really missed my mom. I missed my sisters. Um, I became a stay-at-home mom, and all of our connections down there were Jesse's connections, and I, I just, I tried really hard to find a best friend, do all the mommy and me dates, and, and it just wasn't quite happening, and then fast forward um, a couple years down the road, we got to buy our second home, and you know, we thought that was kind of the dream home at the time, and we had two boys, they were three and five at that time, and about a year in, I just had a breakdown moment, and I found myself in my room 
crying out to God, telling him, God, I don't want to be in San Diego anymore. I'm, it's just not working. I, I want to move back home. I want to go back to Oregon. And I said, but God, I want what you want. So if you want me to stay here, you have to change my heart. And his response to me was, you need to tell Jesse. And I I don't want to tell Jesse. <laughs> we just moved into this house, and I was so scared, but I did. I told him. And his answer was response was so sweet. He said, Sherry, I already knew that you felt that way, but I had never vocalized it to him before. So he said, let's figure this out. And I think it's okay to do that when you're in a tough spot, and but you're in a place of surrender, and you want what God wants, but it just doesn't feel like it's working out, to cry out to him and ask him for help. He will come through. So a few months later, um, God answered my prayer, and um, my hairdresser at the time, she, um, her name is Heather Molchanoff. <laughs> she had just recently started going to this church called C3. And I saw this huge shift in her, like a fire for God. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> so we talked about it. And she's like, why don't you come try C3 Church? So we did. What do we have to lose? So we went. First service, I knew. I knew this was home. This was going to be our church. And then a couple weeks later, she invited us to their connect group. And I thought, you know what? If this is anything like church, I'm in. Let's try it out. And let me tell you, Jesse and I went into that connect group one way, and we came out completely transformed. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's something powerful when everyone in a group is there for the same reason, for the same hunger. It was this instant bond that happened and a genuine love developed for everyone, even though we were all different people from different walks, different ages. And Connect, for us, it was a safe place. Connect is a safe place. It's a place for you to share your story, ask for help, be yourself and not be judged. And I, I feel like the Connect blueprint here is laid out in verse or Acts verse um, it's sorry, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, or Sunday by Sunday, <laughs> um, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And this was um, the, the early church. These were the, the, the first true believers after the, after the um, upper room experience. And then Romans 12, 9 also says, let love be genuine abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, and love one another with brotherly affection. I felt like we were living this out exactly. That's what Connect was for us. We developed true friends. We became so connected. We learned our true identity in Christ. Um, I learned how to pray with authority. 
And that trickled down to our kids. They knew how to pray for themselves. I knew how to pray over them. And they had nightmares and night terrors. They disappeared. Sickness left. Yeah. And for the first time since moving, I was truly at peace. I finally felt like I was home. And by the end of that season, because I had that fulfillment of connection and family and love, I found myself, oh, I don't know if I even touched on this. When we first moved down here, I had so much pain and hurt that I ended up on um, antidepressants, anxiety medication, panic attack medication, thyroid medication, and an addiction to alcohol. And that was shortly after we moved down here because I had pushed that pain and ignored it for so long. But by the end of this season at Connect, I had that family and love that I was longing for, and I found myself healed of addiction. And I eventually had an empty, empty medicine cabinet, completely empty, and it's been empty since, since then. So. John 13, 34, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. He knows how important it is to have love and to give love, to give and receive. It's a commandment. It's how important it is to him. And guess what happens when you're filled up with love? It enables you to love and pour out your love for others. It also helps you have clarity on how to better serve God's kingdom. And God put on my heart in that season worship team. So I asked, I asked Daniel, how do I get involved with worship team? And he said, oh, just come early to connect and you can sing for me and I'll let you know if you, want, if you should audition. And I was like, come again? <laughs> you want me to just sing for you a cappella? And he was like, yeah. And so I did. And he was like, yeah, you should go audition. Like, okay. So... But yet again, Jesse and I, we just, we truly came into Connect Group one way and left another. And I'm so grateful for Connect. Um, I want to ask you guys this morning, are you connected? Are you hungry for connection like I was? Maybe you haven't experienced real love yet. I want to encourage you guys this morning to go out and search the connect groups and find a group. Try different ones. Find your tribe and trust that God will show you where to go. There is a group for everybody. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you that you have a destiny for each one of us. And you have the perfect people ready to come along, each one of us. Help us to be bold and brave and say yes this morning to signing up and finding who those people are that can love us, support us, pray over us, encourage us. Thank you, Lord, that we have the ability to do that at this church that makes it so easy to connect. In Jesus' mighty name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.